Welcome to the Fuck Around and Find Out podcast. It's a regular Tuesday show. And what we're going to try to do here is we're going to try to uh, talk about outdoor cultivation. Uh, I'm not even going to joke with you. I am not uh, sober at the moment. We're kind of celebrating uh, getting the paperwork done on the new uh, farm and new house. So not exactly sober. And so I've talked to everybody else into being not exactly sober either. Twist my arm. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead can't and talk about anything. outdoor cultivation. As a special guest, uh, we have, as a group, peer pressured my wife into uh, being on with us. Everybody say hi. Hello. Hola. Yeah, the super stabby uh, wife is on. The, the, the myth and the legend. This is the person that you know is when a feral runs from whenever we talk about oh, anything. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, he's slightly oh. feral. She's totally feral. He's feral. Yeah. No, my wife trains me. She just does this thing where, like, we'll be like, do you people like, do you have PTSD from war? Nope. You have PTSD from work? Not really. What do you have PTSD from? My fucking wife. So, um, <laughs> you can hear her laughing. Well, uh, because I'll be. We did this, like, I taught her how to knife fight, right? Like, a long time ago. Because I didn't, course, I didn't want yeah. my wife to ever be, like, you know, a victim, right? I was like, hey, if somebody comes up to you, here's how to shake. You want to stab it and do, like, a C shape. You want to be like a like a sewing machine. Like, like the wheels on a train. Just stab, 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 right? Stab, Just stab, go to town. Yeah. And so my wife's like, oh, this is fun. And her yeah. natural, like, crazy Mexican instincts took over. And it's been a party, don't you? An immediate yeah. murder boner. Next, yes. you know, people, are, people are missing ears. So she's, uh, so I'll be like, you know, it'll be like half awake. You're on your way to the restroom. And then next thing you know, your wife jumps out from behind the freaking thing. It's like, stab, 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 stab. You know, and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> Keeping you on your toes. Exactly. That's but right. you never know. You could be carrying in groceries. You could be loving on your child. You could be taking your dog to go potty. Anything. You never know when your wife's going to stab you. With like a highlighter. In the freaking kidneys. A red sharpie so you know it's made contact. (laughs) (laughs) I even do sound effects. Yeah. (laughs) 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 What's that one uh, movie with the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your birds are like, yes, you're talking to me finally. Uh-oh. No. Yeah, he didn't keep it on. Hey, he's back. Awesome. There he is. So we're talking uh we're talking about outdoor cultivation. Let's try to get back on track, guys. At least for the first like twenty or so minutes of this shit show. Uh, uh so outdoor cultivation, seconds. what kind of stuff will we what sort of stuff have we have grown outdoors? I ultimately you're talking about like liberty caps, right? Where everybody's done liberty caps outdoors, right? Because that's basically where they grow. I think there's only been like one or two people who've done liberty caps indoors, and even then it's been like a sickly little grow. But liberty caps are super easy to propagate outdoors. Um I've done it. That's the but, beauty of land strains. Yeah. So you go ahead and you get your, you go ahead and you harvest your Liberty Cap. You can also get, there's quite a few people that are selling Liberty Cap liquid culture nowadays. Have you guys seen that? 
I and, have. Uh, I, I think Cor- I have something laying around somewhere. Yeah, really? it just does. I don't remember you telling me that. Like yeah, what the fuck, dude? And uh, but it just doesn't really do like very well indoors. And I don't know if it's this temperature swings or if it just needs to have that mycelial root uh, relationship with something growing. But I found that it really, really loves uh, roses. So anywhere there's been roses, long time ago, allegedly, someone that named Farrell allegedly, and it might not have allegedly been <laughs> allegedly me, uh, took a um, bunch of Liberty Caps that he found in the uh, Central Texas region and mixed them. Yeah. And then mixed them with a, some uh, buttermilk, some sugar and some water and blended them up really good and let them sit with a bubbler in them for a, you know, three or four days and then took and strained that mixture into a, um, Big, the biggest, I think it was called like the Gladiator, but it was like the biggest uh, camelback bladder. Yeah, the, ah, the okay. biggest camelback bladder I could. Because it's not uncommon <laughs> to see people like hiking around Austin with a camelback. Yeah. And so uh, I put it in there. And then so, as I went around 6th Street and up and down in all the touristy areas, everywhere there was land, something landscaped that was getting water to it. And it had rose bushes and stuff. I would just uh, walk over there and just spray a little of this, spray a little of that, just kick a little hole with my, my heel, spray a little in the wood chips, and then close everything back up. And I'm to this day, I'm the reason that there's just shit fucking tons of Liberty Caps after every rain in the spring and in the fall all over Austin. So, Johnny <laughs> Michael Seed. Johnny Michael Seed. Uh, you, could you imagine yeah. giving somebody a little swig of that camelback if they were thirsty? Yeah. Uh, dude, uh, it was, it, I ended up throwing that entire bladder away. You're not gonna you're not gonna yeah. get rid of clean that. No. <laughs> no, no. It smelled like it smelled like dead mouse. It smelled like dead mouse. It was not it was not good. Not a good thing. But it was fun. I mean we we Heck put yeah. them pretty much everywhere. We covered a good three or four square miles of downtown Austin. So, like how much would you say that's couple, successful? Uh, almost a hundred percent success rate. Like, because you can go back to all the places that I was sober enough to remember that I was at. Right. <laughs> now, obviously, we turned into it was a giant pub crawl. Right. So we're going from okay. bar to bar to bar to bar to bar. But everywhere that we uh, found like rose plants. Or shrubs that were uh, that had water to them, right? So not just dry land out there, a planter, but we're actually in the ground. Uh, hold on, child. We would uh, we'd go out there and we'd we'd kick a little hole underneath them and then you know spray some there and then put the wood chips back over the top of it. I'd say uh, everywhere that I remember doing it, they've come up. And they've gone crazy to the point where, like, if you go to, the, like, the, the, the Asian gardens, like, outside of that, like, the, like where they have, like, the rose garden, because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's, it's covered, like, in the, in the spring and the fall. Like, it looks like a mat underneath all the trees. Awesome. So, Thank you. Yeah. 
I've probably gotten tens of thousands of homeless people high. Right? So. <laughs> You're doing good things for the world. There's There's been a bunch God's of squirrels world. somewhere out there. They're really, really, really high. Yeah. They're really enjoying the nuts that they're going after the fungus. They just go ballistic in the trees. That's, that explains everything going on in Austin. So that was uh, that was my that was my only real major intentional outside growth. Um, I've done things where, like you know, hey, I have a cake that's covered in trick, and but you know, it, it colonized first, so I'm just going to bury it in the yard. Take the postal diggers, take one little chunk out, dump the cake in the bottom, throw the dirt back on top, and see what happens. And I've had occasional mushrooms throw up from there. Um, yeah, and then I'm, we had. I'm... Well, ahead, yeah, I was going to say, I, I like throwing mine in the uh, compost pile and see what comes up. Yeah. Well, you're, that's we have that place. You're, you're not where getting we live, great. Remember? We put them around you're the not, tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we dumped all of this stuff around tomatoes. Because um, you're burying them. If you were to leave them out in yeah. the bag over the top of them, what would happen is the UV would actually kill all the shit on top. But the mushroom mycelium uh, is stronger. I just tried that. I just tried that, and the fucking squirrels ate the bag. Oh, okay. Like, no, I literally it's... just tried that, and then the squirrels ate everything. Oh. They crawled inside the little bastard and ate everything. And then what they didn't eat, the wild, like, yard chickens that just run wild in this part of, uh, of Texas, where there's, like, hundreds of chickens throughout the city, they uh, ate the rest. So, like, yeah. The bag lasted, like, 24 hours outside. All right. Well, that wasn't that. There was no squirrel guarantee in that. You need to have defense me- measures in that area. But what we would do is we take we had to get rid of all these spent cakes, right? And so we were just taking them and dumping them around our tomatoes and our pepper plants in our garden, and it got pretty deep, right? Like you know, because we just used them like people would build an igloo and just build like cake on top of cake on top of cake. And it worked good. Like we had a shitload of those little roly polies that would come out and eat the cake. But uh, other than that, like we had flushes every rain, and everything looked great. And the tomatoes—I don't know what it was about psilocybin-producing mushrooms and tomatoes—but by God, they love each other. Uh, the tomato plants were huge, six, seven feet tall. Like, and I didn't do anything different. No fertilization, nothing else. It was just spin cakes, and they just really, really got along well. But yeah. That's it. That's all I've done as far as outdoor cultivation, intentionally. Well, I mean, there's tons of things we could talk about. We could talk about uh, the clay pots. We could talk about making beds on the side of the sheds. So what are the well, clay pots? Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. All right, clay pots. Basically, what you're doing is the huge planters. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be big, but uh, you might as well make them big if you're going to have them outside. This is not a two-month thing. You uh, set it up right before spring, and uh, you basically layer it like a lasagna. You're going to be putting uh, mycelium, hay, um, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, grain. <laughs> you're going to layer that shit up, and then you're going to cover it with a uh, cocoa core, peat moss, whatever you want to do, and basically just sit it out there with all the rest of your garden pots, all your flowers, you actually, you can actually plant flowers in there. That's cool. But, shit. And what's going to end up happening is during a course of the year, it's going to consolidate in extremely well, and it's going to colonize it. And wow. at the end of the year, after it starts to get cold and it gets a nice rain, 
you're going to come out one day and you're going to have ring around the rosy on that motherfucker. <laughs> and what really works, um, the best one, believe it or not, is penis envy. Oh, shit. So the, was just, the uh, Ness was just looking at the uh, the pots over here. She was like Googling the clay pots and they're growing outside and they, they have olas. You know what olas are? The big round pots that you would bury to like water plants. Does that make sense? Do you know how, how olas work? Like the Native American choose to use ola? Right. So <laughs> in, in desert areas, they would take these big round clay pots that are pretty thin and they would bury them between the rows and they would fill them with water and then bury the top of them. Like put some animal skin or something over the top and then then, uh, then the plant's roots would come onto the ola and they would suck the water from the inside. But they would water on that way it only watered the plants that they wanted without watering everything else. Right? So she was looking at it and these guys are taking olas and they're filling them with like uh, grain spawn and you know substrate and they're growing oyster mushrooms and the oyster mushrooms as we know they'll fruit through the through the little filter patch right right well they're they're just coming out in a complete circle all the way around these olas and they're just hanging them like outside you know uh and they're just they're just tying them up in like baskets and hanging them outside and it's really really freaking cool looking i mean that's what we Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're, you're putting a case layer on there because it's outside. You have to plant, so it needs to actually have the dirt on top so the plant can survive. It just makes – and when it starts to consolidate, that makes a perfect microclimate around that whole pot, and they just – they they build like gangbusters. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I think we're going to try the whole thing. It looks really, really neat. Like this is like this clay pot just completely covered with freaking mushrooms. It's really neat. Give me an excuse. Use my pottery wheel. Yeah, we got the pottery. We're doing some shit with it. We were gonna like recreate ghost. Ghost. You know? yeah. <laughs> there you go. Never even opened the damn pot. We've been too busy doing the house thing. Except I don't oh. think I remember in ghosts getting stabbed while making pottery. As long as I don't turn my back on her, I'm okay. You gotta keep eye contact with your Mexican. <laughs> like a wild animal. <laughs> yeah, like a wild animal. Yes. You got to keep eye contact, like red light, green light. She's super sweet as long as you make an eye contact. You, you break that eye contact, you're like a wolverine. She's all over you. <laughs> out goes the kid. Anything out of norm, it's like, what's wrong? <laughs> exactly. What's going on? You give me fucking PTSD. <laughs> like, He's like, my safe word is ow, ow. Now the Ola thing looks really neat. So, anybody growing pans outside? I've seen a billion things about people growing pans outside, making specific garden beds for pans. I was going to say, it would have to be specifically designed strictly for them because it has to have the certain uh, casing on top and everything else. I, I mean, oh, I can't man. see it being different than just a regular shoebox, but outside in the shade. So here's my thoughts. And uh, I'm probably, it's probably just the whiskey, but uh, you know what? Uh, Man, what are those? What's the type of gardening that I love to do? It's where I bury a shitload of wood. It's uh, okay. Well, I suck. Give me a second. Let me drink some more. Uh, man, I bury a shitload of wood. The guy, uh, oh, with the logs in the hay and it, it degrades over the course of the year. Yeah, 
Yeah, it has a very specific type, a very specific word for it. Um, but uh, what I do is I bury these logs, and then I I put like um, some. So I have this giant log that's underneath the ground. And you know how logs, when they degrade, they turn spongy, right? And so uh, they it acts like a sponge and catches all the nutrients that you would normally be feeding your plants down in there and all the water and everything. And um, so I'd bury, I dig like a trench, like three feet deep. I throw a big-ass freaking bunch of logs down there and then little sticks on top of that. And then a bunch of like either dead animals. A lot of times it happens to be dead pigs or squirrels or whatever's pissing us off at the moment. And um, then like some hay on top and then all the dirt back on there. And it's Hugo culture. Hugo culture. That's what it's called. It's called Hugo culture. And you take the dirt and you pile it up on top like a pyramid. And you plant in the dirt. And then as the dirt and everything settles, it becomes level with the land. Right? Well, oh, yeah. um, I think you could do a Hugo culture bed and inoculate it with pans. Because the bed is like 75% or so wood and decaying wood chips. And the rest of it's just nitrogen providing stuff, you know, grass clippings, dead animals, and then some dirt. Uh, I wonder if you did that and then you also use it as a garden where you're planting your, you know, squash, like big leaf stuff that's going to cool the soil, you know, over the top of it. Yeah, because so you want to make sure it doesn't dry out for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what I what I've done, and I've always ran a like a drip line, you know, over the top of it. I, I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. When I farm and garden, I don't want to go out there every day and stare at the stuff and water it every time. I put everything on timers and, and drip irrigation or uh, the soaker hoses. So, so you're yeah, telling me you don't like you to don't go out there and stroke leaves? <laughs> no. Both of you talked at the same time, and my drunk brain couldn't keep up. What's what? Which one of you just called me an asshole? That was me. So, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like to. I don't like to go outside and um, and water each individual garden bed at say you know like every time. So I use these faucet timers. Uh, yep. Yep, they're handy. Yeah, they're faucet timers. But what I end up doing is I build a. Um, manifold that screws into the faucet that'll have like nine or so little faucet things off of it and then each one of those faucet things the faucet timers maximum have three can handle three different zones right so that gives me all together like 27 fucking zones right off of one faucet one outdoor faucet and nice. it, co- it, it maybe costs it maybe cost me like 200 212 bucks or so from amazon to get all the pieces and uh, they use AA batteries. I never have to worry about them if there's a power outage. I have to worry about them anything else. I don't have to reset them. There's no problem at all. The AA batteries last for at least a year. Um, and I'll put the link to the ones that I use in the show notes just so that everybody knows. They're cheap. They're like 22 23 bucks. They're indestructible. I've hit them with the freaking lawnmower. They're good to go. You just, uh, has a little dial on the front. You turn to the there's a little digital dial on the front. You turn it to the amount of time you want it on, the amount of time you want it off, the number of time, the number of watering times you want it to go during the day. So you can set it to like, okay, I want it to start at 8 a.m. I want it to water three times for five minutes at a time throughout the day, and it'll automatically do the math and, and divide it all up and to sundown based on the little solar sensor that it has on it, right? 
So I won't water it at night or within an hour of sundown so you don't end up with mold or anything else like powdery mildew or anything on your plants. So I love the damn things. I just I set them to stagger so that once watering starts at 8 a.m., watering for zone one goes to 8.05, and then watering for zone two starts at 8.06 to 8.08, you know, and then or, or 8.08 to, you know, 8.12, and it just goes on. Everybody gets watered. You had basically a timer switches on every single zone then. Yes. Yeah. I never touch. And then once I set it all up, I don't touch it at all. That's it. The watering is done. Once your plants are in the ground, like your corn, your vegetables, your squash, everything like that, your pan science bed, once it's done, it's done. You don't touch it again the whole fucking season. It's done. All you do is go out there and harvest and stare at it lovingly through the window. Like there's, there's no major inputs. You, as a farmer, you should have two busy days of the year. Planting season Planting and, and harvest. And harvest. Yeah. That's it. Everything oh. else should be automated. Okay, I live yeah. in farm country. There's a lot of busy days of the year. The You're rest of the year, you, you have to go to the cafe and bitch about how hard your life is. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, you gotta, that's part of it. You know, you do have to bitch. But, but, I mean, there should be only two really hard days a year, and those are really hard days. Those are – once everything's ready, it's ready, and it's got to come out of the ground right then. But um, other than that, you, there's – it's like watching fucking grass grow, you know? Like farming is – farming is – growing vegetables and growing plants is very, very easy. Growing mushrooms in the ground, I imagine, would not be any harder. I would just mix them with plants. I would mix them with broadleaf – Plants. I wouldn't do corn because corn is it grows too fast and it uses a hundred percent of everything in the soil. Yeah, it's sucking nitrogen out and everything. Yeah, it, it's corn is fucking a tumor on the on on the land. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yep. I mean it it takes everything out of the soil. It takes every bit of nitrogen, every bit of organic waste, everything to make because the original corn plants they came from. Uh, the slopes of uh, Peru, right? Like South mm-hmm. America, like like the Peruvian slopes. And the original corn was only a plant that was about uh, 12 inches tall and made a, a bundle of kernels at the top that looked very similar to a wheat plant. Um, it would have like five or six little kernels at the top that looked like millet, and pe- they were really sweet. And so people just literally bred them over time to get bigger and bigger, and fuck, now we have corn. And your corn's, your corn's super in... It's not corn sucks. All right. You get two to three years of corn off of a giant plant that takes like five cups of nitrogen over the period of the time to grow it. So it's super, super inefficient. I would not plant mushrooms in corn because the corn is going to eat the mushrooms. But around your squash, I think it would be great. I think it would be great to, 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 Plant some, try to intentionally cultivate some cordyceps species around your squash plants to keep the squash bugs and, and everything else out there. there, there you has, go. Any, has anybody used, like, I know they use BT, which is uh, bacterium thurogenesis, uh, which is a type of fungi to kill off bacteria. Well, I think it's, no, sorry, that's a bacteria, uh, to kill off like bugs in the ground and the soil. Has anybody used like weaponized cordyceps as a 
bug killer. Uh, and, right? Anti-insect or insecticide. Yeah. Interesting, interesting concept. No, it's not a concept. It's actually we're gonna, real. We're going to try that. They get the bugs that the, um, the cordyceps have infected, and they basically grind those bugs up, and then they, they basically just add fillers, and they just spread that over there. But now it's because it's specifically cordyceps usually only go after one animal. Yeah, like a, an ant. Unless you're yeah. fucking Reddit, you're trying to feed it humans. Shh. Fucking Reddit. It's a surprise. Damn, <laughs> idiots. But yeah. yeah, but they just they just throw the powder over there, and then it basically just takes care of itself after that. Do you think it needs to be applied as a powder? Or do you think you can like do it as like a giant liquid culture in a pump sprayer? It's well, theoretically, the well, I, I guess it'd be better. Better. It would be better. I think the actual powder. Maybe maybe it's not well, as a powder. Maybe it's thrown into a liquid. Well, you know, at, plants. Spore form would be most effective against actual insects because that's how they get into the insect body is the spores. Yeah. So that does it have any like, like a like dust? I'm not, yeah. I'm not super like familiar with cordyceps. Like, does it have an intermediary phase where it lives in the soil before it infects the, the critters? Like, could we intentionally infect soil with cordyceps so that every freaking that, like bug that's a that comes question. on there dies? Cordyceps do not have mycelium in the ground. Okay. The, yeah. The mycelium and the cordyceps is strict. It's strictly inside the body of the animal and affects, I believe. It's that, uh, from what I've heard. Yeah. Unless they mutated it to to do that. Well, not, I'm not there yet, but you know, soon. But uh, basically, I mean, that's like, why when you pick it up, the bug comes up, but there's no mycelium hanging off of it. Let's say you're huh. growing cordyceps in the gourmet form. What do you use as your substrate for them? They use bugs, rice. bugs or rice, or, or they it's just a special yeah. soup. You make they, with I, I've seen them. It's it's rice and it's egg, um, and it's like whey protein, and they make so you so you, you fool the cordyceps into thinking it's in an animal's body is what you're doing, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay, you're just going for protein and, and eggs. Okay, you're going for you're going for protein, some carbohydrates, some uh, like you know trace minerals and shit like that from the protein. From the whey protein, like bodybuilder crap, uh, but yeah, no. Overall, it's but it makes a big thick white mycelium before it fruits, right? But you also have to huh. keep it in the dark for two weeks. It won't grow in yeah. light. Okay, because you know, once they do that, once it is so, nice and white, but as soon as it starts hitting that um the sun, it'll turn nice and orange right away, and then then that's when you'll get the fruits. But yeah, it has to be in a in the dark, just like inside of a body, in order for it to start. So growing. I know we could. I know you can buy, like, there's a couple of hippie stores in Austin where you can buy, uh, there's, like, Nature's Way and a couple other ones where you can buy, like, cordyceps by the ounce, like, in jars. And it's relatively cheap. And I think it was grown on, like, caterpillars and shit. Could I just take that, the whole fucking caterpillar and everything, like, throw it through the coffee grinder and then, like, throw it and put it in my uh, my duster? It's It's, like, a big machine that, like, it's basically a back. It's like a fertilizer for, for the for the lawn where it goes through and just throws it all over the place. Oh yeah, no, but it throws it throws dust like a hundred meters, and it just creates a giant fucking cloud. And what you do is you do it on kind of a steel day, and you go out there and like you dust your orchard, like you know, and it creates that, like a fucking dust cloud. But I just dust cloud certainly be a fun experiment if nothing. Well, else. yeah, but it will be now. There's two problems with that. Number one. It's only going to go after a certain animal. So you're going to have to make sure that it's the animal that you're trying to kill. And number two, 
you have to make sure there's no um, collateral damage because cordyceps, they might go after a certain um, kind of animal sometimes. Like I believe beneficial all interest. ants, you know, you are, you're trying to get rid of uh, fire ants. But if it happens, they're, if it's not done properly, they could kill all the ants. Or get into the bees yeah. or, or something like that. Well, we don't want it to get to bees, but I don't give a shit if it takes out every Save fucking caterpillar. Bees. Yeah. Van- right. Uh, Ness here loves fucking bees. She loves her bees. Who doesn't? They're the I, best thing I got in the world. two hives and I ordered two nucleus. Oh, next. I'm so jealous. That's amazing. I've got yeah. plans for those bad boys. I've got plans to build a Slovenian bee house this summer. Oh, nice. What the fuck is that? What'd you just call me? <laughs> <laughs> you about to find out. No, it's a... Uh, it's a, it's a, it's like a shed, but the the outside walls of it are the beehives. And it's oh, so the, living, the one where they're whole, inside and just the yeah, hole you, on the outside. You act, That's you awesome. access the hive from the from the inside of the building to collect the honey. Oh. And, take care of the and but it's for people in cold weather like me, where the it gets too cold for bees in the winter. We can still overwinter them in here with us. That's the yeah, theory. You know Interesting. You you, guys, it up. you you guys down there in the tropics can probably just do it any, year round anyway. Oh, that's yeah. some sort of kid game. But oh no, we were we were trying to look up your uh, your your beehive because that's really yeah, cool. Maybe Slo- Slovenian. Yeah, Slovenian. Yeah, they're also called bee, bee, also, bee house. Yeah, they're just called bee houses usually. Yep. Like Slovakian honey, like not. Yeah, uh, but Slovenian instead. Bee yeah, house. He's just saying it with his like Canadian accent. So it's a <laughs> it's a vampire house. It's a Transylvania. <laughs> it's a Transylvania. Transylvania. Yeah. I have the strangest accent in the world. Oh, I've, that's I've lived... so fucking cool. Is it not Dude, cool? Did it not just blow your cool. fucking mind? It's yeah. awesome, isn't it? Oh, that's awesome. Do you want one of those instead? <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's build one of those. That's cool as shit. Yeah, you can have all your beekeeping and honey supplies right in the bee house, and the bees are right there with yeah. you. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, they're just in the walls. That's freaking awesome. Yep. I know we didn't even know that existed until like this minute. <laughs> you we spelled it about thirty times, but then we so finally you have all it. your boxes in there. Those are the boxes. The color stuff. Um, yeah, the boxes are built right into the house. They're in the walls. Yep. Yeah. Did you know that bees eat mycelium? I did not. What? And bees eat mycelium, and they've actually um, done studies where uh, um, certain um, uh, mycelium actually helps with the wing rot that the bee that's killing all the bees. So, so if uh, you so if you grow psychedelic mushrooms right outside the bee house, are you going to get psychedelic honey naturally? Believe that. Oh, that's my, I, that I've actually well, talked to people about that yes yesterday for like an hour and a half. That's actually my. My plan this spring is to try to see if they'll eat that mycelium, and when they puke it up with the honey and everything else over and over again, see exactly what happens. I mean, somewhere make honey. worst somewhere case scenario, you get some delicious. Got a fucking boner. <laughs> so it'd be yeah. similar to mad honey. Well, no, mad, mad honey is different. yeah, that's that's made from a, a tree that uh, basically almost like poisons you. And you get all fucking hot and flustered and yeah. itchy. Yeah, it's not specifically enjoyable, from what I've understood. Is that the mad honey is not uh, it's not happiness and sunshine like our beloved mushrooms. Uh, it's right. it's more of a it's more of a f- unpleasant experience. Really? Like, why the fuck would people do ayahuasca? Okay, 
Like anybody here done ayahuasca? Any of you guys? Nope. No. <laughs> no. Right. Like, but everybody's like, oh, dude, you need to go to ayahuasca. And I'm like, why the fuck would I want to go puke my guts out while a bunch of native people laugh at me? Right? Like, <laughs> you, you know, he paid me to fucking do this to it. We found another one. We found yeah. another one. Exactly. You know, we only yeah, do they, this they, like once a year because it's tradition, right? Yeah, and, and we all hate it. Look, don't look forward to it. But by God, these, these fucking hippies, they'll pay us to fucking basically bring them to the brink of death. It's not a pleasant high. Like, it's supposed to be like. It, you know, it's you, almost like you actually pass out almost like a zombie. You can't move if you take too much. You actually, it feels like your your skin is on fire. It sounds And terrible. it makes it hard for you to breathe. You know, so it's, Why would I want to do this? I don't understand yeah. it. Why would I want to do this? Well, I guess that's right? if you take a normal dose or something. But if you if you get it just right, it's almost enjoyable. But <laughs> yeah. if, 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 if I have to try that hard to enjoy something, yeah, it's probably not for me. Because so kind of like a car crash is almost like a roller coaster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It was fun that we had that sudden stop at the end. Exactly. <laughs> it was fun till little Jimmy went through the windshield. Son of a bitch. <laughs> well, nobody liked him anyway. Right? But, and you know what else is, is a lie? Date rape drugs. Those are a lie. I took that stuff. Nobody raped me. I laid in my kitchen floor all night long. <laughs> you waited in the kitchen all night long. Astroglide on the counter, ready and waiting. <laughs> nobody, nobody raped me. It's a, I was, I want my money back. Demonetization. <laughs> that was thirty-three minutes before we got into the porn. Sorry. Wow, it was me for a change that brought right? it. Yeah, I that was. A, I feel ashamed. That was a you record feel... for longevity, right there. Right. Wow. Yeah. No, now, it's. I think we could. I think we could use. Uh, I think we could use cordyceps to try to murder some freaking caterpillars. That'd Does anybody know if, if there's like one of those little stupid fucking uh, those little damn bugs that, sh- that just murder the shit out of squash? The squash bugs. Those little guys. Mm, like, not familiar. Oh man, down here, slugs attack mine. Well, slugs are easy you to murder. Amphids. Aphids. No, no, no. There's these, uh, they look like box elder beetles a little bit. Everybody know what box elder huh. beetle is? Yeah. We have those for sure. Yeah, yeah they, they, they always look, infest houses. Yeah, they look like box elder beetles, but they just, down here in the south. Oh, yeah, they look like a kissing bug. Decimate. <laughs> just decimate our squash. There's a squash bugs. And they, they are just, they are just absolutely terrible. You'll go out there, you have this beautiful zucchini that's like, you know, three feet tall and like eight feet wide down here in the south. And then you'll go out there the next day and it'll all be wilted to shit. And it's Man. because these guys just, these guys like uh, just suck the life out of it. And I wonder if we could find something to take those guys out. Like you're sitting on a several million dollar, like, you know, a hundred million yeah. dollar freaking business. If you could do that with cordyceps and figure it's, out it's a very, way to write. It's very easy. I, I mean, if you have cordyceps, you can keep infecting live animals. And they're they're not going to kill them right away. Yeah, and eventually one of them is going to get infected. Then you take that one, grind it up, and you sprinkle it on his friends. And then, you know, eventually you're going to train it. it you're going to yeah, train okay. it just like we train agar to eat fucking coffee or whatever. Yeah, you genocide okay. seven generations. 
So basically, we just have to make like we have to be the 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 Joseph Mangala of fucking like <laughs> squash bugs there for a little while, and then. Uh, so, Fear, I got a question for you. Okay. I've, been, I've, been, I've been making blood agar with my own blood. and You stop that fucking shit right fucking now, son. Do you want Last of Us? Because that's how you get Last of Us. So I'm playing oh, with the rabies virus. The point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, dude, I, I actually had a guy offer me a batch of blood agar plates, and I was like, no thanks. I have no use for those. Thank you. Well, there are uses. There are uses. There Not are me. Uses. I, I don't have a use for it, though. Okay, so long, long time ago, allegedly, someone may have taken chicken egg agar and um, allegedly, um, like, made, uh, like, uh, what the hell is that shit called? The uh, E. coli. And uh, may have taken some some E. coli and uh, made some like batches of E. coli, you know, to see what would happen. And it's super, super it's salmonella. Sorry, it was salmonella, not E. coli. Somebody had maybe, uh, maybe a troubled youth in, in like seventh grade, maybe had maybe taken and made a bunch of salmonella and agar and then uh, oh, like, yeah, and then just, just like rubbed it on toilet seats and things hmm. at, at, at his school before he got kicked out. Wow. But uh, yeah. It worked great. Like I got sick. I didn't know what I was doing. It's like that. It's like that kid that got all the freaking smoke detectors and made a nuclear reactor in his yard. That boy oh, scout. That was that a good boy, boy scout. scout. He's smart as shit. Did you see that? Oh, kid? He, he was going to uh, like these pawn shops and buying the red, um, the red plates and dishes and stuff because he knew they had they were red because of uranium in them, uh-huh. and he. Use that shit to build a freaking reactor in his backyard. Did you see pictures of that kid? He looked yeah. exactly like the fucking kid you would expect to build a nuclear reactor. Yep. Right? Like <laughs> mild hide, a little scary, a little off his fucking shit. Yeah, like honey, just Google Boy Scouts builds nuclear reactor. I yeah. And it went uh it what do you call it? And look at that went? kid's where where then, it goes out of control. That's the only reason he got images. caught. Yeah, yeah. Is he uh, look exactly like the fucking kid that would build a goddamn nuclear reactor? Yeah, like it went into like a, reason, a meltdown, right? That's the yeah, only, the only reason caught. that kid got yeah. caught is because his shit. He created an out of control chain reaction. Started setting off fucking. Like yeah. No, it literally <laughs> set off the 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 nuke uh, alarms that they have on satellites. They went, holy shit, there's nuclear radiation right here. Yeah. Uh, that was his, like, scroll up, honey. That was his little fucking, like, scroll down. Like, keep going. That little hut right there was where he fucking built it. Just in a goddamn hut. Yeah, he, what you, he was trying to build a free electricity for his parents. Smart kid, right? Damn, what well, are you why? doing with your free time? Training. Uh, training, training <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> yeah. Don't train mycelium to eat people. <laughs> Keep talking. I have to go. I'm gonna go potty. So, you guys so now, if you're gonna incorporate some outdoor cakes into your garden, would you think you need to add? Would you, do you need to add more water, or the same amount of water as if you're just watering your plants? Same. The same. 
oh shit, he actually he actually was trying to disassemble it when they caught him because he knew it was getting too much. Crazy. <laughs> well, ideally you would have a you'd have a substrate that would take on the liquid and hold it. Okay. Why is nobody else talking? Everybody's just sitting here waiting for me to come back. I'm sorry, I was still reading about the nuclear reactor kid. <laughs> you can't just get distracted. You I'm sorry. Just... Everybody else, I'm like, I want to go party. You all keep talking. And there's like 30 seconds of dead space. Oh my God. He got caught twice. He tried to do it a second time, you guys. Yeah. That's crazy, huh? That's insane. He got well, he got caught again in in two thousand seven. He was stealing uh, smoke detectors out of his apartment building. Did you see the picture of him where he looks like he's like uh like he's like straight on meth? I don't know if that was uh like where he's got like like pockmarks all over his face, right? Yeah. Like like I don't know if that's meth or if that's just uh, radiation burns. Well, but, uh, he did. Uh, Pass away from uh, fentanyl poisoning. Ah, okay. So it was drugs. Well, at least he burned bright. You know, like, I mean, he, he got something done. <laughs> right? Oh, he was a glowing example of his community. <laughs> crazy, crazy. I wonder if he ever grew mushrooms outdoors. <laughs> no, he seems more of like an LSD and the punch bowl kind of guy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Come look at my PowerPoint. I want to show you all something. Did you guys see about the, the mushrooms that are growing in uh, the Chernobyl? They're huge and they're radioactive. They don't Excellent. glow or anything, but the, they, they do have a, they picked up a lot of strontium and shit like that from the soil. So hmm. definitely would not eat them. Yeah. So do you think that's cleaning the soil up? Yeah. Well, if somebody were to go in there and because you don't remember, like it was just a couple of podcasts ago, we were talking about using mycelium. Hey, Deadpool, I don't know what you're yes, doing sir? over there. You're assembling something. <laughs> are you? Are you? Like yeah. Why? Why is my Geiger counter suddenly moving? What's going on? I don't know. It sounds like a Geiger counter or. Maybe he's taking apart a Pez dispenser or something like that, like taking the plastic off. I'm building my all-in cap. We all got our our bomb shelters built, by the way. (laughs) Things got escalated again today a bit. Oh, yeah. But we were just talking, like, uh, they're not this last podcast, but the one before, I believe. We were talking about uh, uh, using mushrooms to do bioremediation. Now, if they were to go in there and do that on Chernobyl, and then they could pick up all that strontium and stuff, uh, and harvest the mushrooms, actually harvest them, then yeah, they would they would be getting somewhere. But if it's just right. harvesting, if it's just taking the strontium from down in the soil, moving it to the surface, the mushrooms die, and now the strontium's on the surface and can blow away in the wind, I don't think yeah. that's a good thing. I think that's just spreading it more. Right? <laughs> Okay, so they're not really helping. Uh, they're more or less, you know, just moving shit around. It's good to know. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're doing their natural thing, but they just yeah. don't know that it's... 
a bad thing for yes. us. Because well, of the Russians. Mush- mushrooms obviously don't give a shit about us. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah, I think if they had a thought, these. we'd be the snack. Yeah. Are there any are there any mushrooms that like actually have uh, symbiotic relationships with humans? There's mushrooms that have symbiotic relationships with a whole bunch of things. There, there's as mushrooms as... that feed off of us. Or, well, not really mushrooms, but, you know. Well, there's fungi that fungi, just, like, fungi. totally yeah. fuck our lives up. I'd yeah, say but... probably the closest we're going to get is with yeast, we in, yeast and funguses we intentionally yeah. use to ferment things with. Right. right. They, they, They've they're been eating for centuries. That's probably... It really sounds like you're doing crack now, Deadpool. Are you doing fucking crack? I'm cleaning my scalpel. Speaking of yeast, I I have a wild yeast colony on one of my plates. I'm thinking about growing it out and see if it makes alcohol good or not. I'll stop working. Speaking about uh, wild yeast or harvesting yeast. So we went to the Blue Moon factory, right, to go and look at, like, to see how they're doing Blue Moon, like beer Mm -hmm. and stuff. Well, those little bitches were like, uh, I figured, I was like, hey, uh, what yeast are you using? And they're like, ha, 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 it's our yeast. And I was like, okay, so what yeast are you using? Walk around with a plate. <laughs> no. So I just put on, I put on the shoe, these, the, the shoes that have a, a felt on the bottom. And I just walked through their freaking factory, took it home and dumped that shit in some freaking sugar water and started growing their goddamn yeast. But, uh, <laughs> Gotcha, bitch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to incriminate myself, but I may have taken a tour of the Jack Daniels distillery and did a similar thing. Who's yeah, well, they're, <laughs> in the background? Ah, they're, 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 I'm not a big fan of Jack Daniels, son. Yeah, but, but I got should, their yeast. What? What did you say? You're not I a fan of Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels is shit whiskey. Oh, that's because like, you make whiskey. Take it back. Uh, wait. I love, I'm, I love I'm, not, I'm not going to incriminate myself. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, I may or may not know how to make whiskey. Allegedly. I'm pretty sure that's uh, <laughs> I, I only use the yeast to make bread. That's it. Yeah. I make a clear really, fucking sourdough. Yeah. The bestest <laughs> bottled sourdough ever. <laughs> <laughs> blended to perfection. Blended to per- aged and blended to perfection. But yeah, no, it's just like mm, I don't know, man. I think that's probably the closest we have to a like fungi that's been with humans for the longest time that we're aware of and we use beneficially. Well, I mean, did they the Man? I mean, it's. Alcohol has been with us since a long time. Yeah. Oh, all dark thirty at least. You know, just like forever and ever and ever. Like uh, people have used, like, been specifically fermenting things for God forever. Every every culture around the world ferments stuff, right? You right. can go I mean, into even, the middle even... of the freaking Amazon jungle, and they're they're fermenting things. Yeah, I mean, one of those those people in Africa that spit in the jugs and ferment it. I mean, it... don't don't do that. <laughs> well, it's like the Mongols—they fermented the horse milk. Yeah, which is weird that, as that... shit to me. Yummy, yummy. Well, I mean, I, I would I would probably drink fermented, you know, horse milk before I drink like African spit juice beer. You know, like good point. I, I can't, I can't, uh, uh, can't separate just, yourself from the thought of it. Yep. 
No, I'm a texture person. And all I see is like the one guy with fucking phlegm. Oh. <laughs> Jim Carrey, East Ventura. Yeah. yeah, me and my smoker <laughs> cough. <laughs> I only had mine in there. <laughs> Wife's over here making faces. You have to be a bit more expressive with your hate. You can't just sit there and make faces with your hate. Yeah, you got you gotta <laughs> the, the radio faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one in the back of my throat. <laughs> Did you see that guy that was making uh he was making whiskey off his like diabetic urine? Oh what? good lord. Oh. Yeah. That's recycling. There's this, there this fucking dude who oh. made a limited run batch of like one hundred bottles off his diabetic oh, that for? urine. And people I don't fucking that. care. I people think because I'll make some yeah, whiskey right now. My lord. Well, what was that one streamer that was Look, selling that a bath jackass. water? It's oh. crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. If I could sell my bath water, I'd totally sell it. <laughs> so would so, I. I, 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 I have <laughs> diabetics urine. It's called Wired UK. Uh, no. $60. Uh, UK. UK. Never mind. We understand now. Are there yeah. reviews? I still want them. Sorry. Are there reviews? How many stars? Um, What's the flavor profile? It is four and a half. It's a tingy, <laughs> it's a tingy animal taint crossed with a mango chutney burn pear aftertaste. <laughs> animal taint, animal taint. And then there's that, that, that beautiful bouquet. There's a coffee. It reminds they me of, of it reminds right? me of the time when I licked a gaboon monkey's taint. <laughs> Isn't there a? I seen it, it on that Morgan Freeman. Movie. There's, like there's a, a type gibbon. of coffee they make out of cat shit, right? Oh yeah. Oh it's, no, it's not, uh, it's not it's cat shit. It's like a it's gaboon a or something like that. Yeah. It's a civet, civet, civet. It's like a fucking. Uh, they're, it is they're like a cat like, though. Yeah. They're, well, they're, they're more like raccoons. It's, a, it's like a lemur, cats. like a monkey. It's they're fucking big. It's a whatever, civet. whatever it is. It's I just literally said what it is. It's shit, and you're drinking it. That's what it's it is. It's a civet. But it tastes so damn good. They're not making it out of their shit. They're feeding the fucking berries to the civet cats, which are basically like uh, elongated, fucking stretched out raccoons. So they look like they'd be fun pets. The weird yeah, dog in the cat world. Got it? Yeah, the civet. World. So there's fucking civets are eating the goddamn whole berry and everything, and their digestive system is removing the fibrous outside and pooping out just the bean. And it's going through a fermentation process in their gut. So they're taking the bean, they're washing it several times, roasting it, and then, like, now it's your coffee. But uh, okay, it's so still catch it. I got this special run of corn. It's that's been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send you some. Won't you have a batch of that? Be <laughs> <You> processed. <laughs> I'll have the cup of shit, please. <laughs> yeah. Civet, do you have a civet coffee? But <laughs> oh, I have goodness. all this shit in my fucking brain. I could have gone to the good schools, but no, civet coffee. That's where it, it took it up. It took up all the it took up all the good shit for medical school. Isn't it Kopi Kopi Luwak? Isn't that the name of the coffee? I don't okay. know what you just called me, son, but I'm offended. I'm just gonna let you guys know. After all this goes down, there's a place called Sesquatanejo. Okay. No, because like there's a name for the coffee that they actually fucking sell that shit. I can't. Yeah, 
it is Kopi Luwak. Kopi ah, Luwak. Yeah. You were right. Yeah. <laughs> is it from Grumpy yeah. Old Men? It wasn't. There was a research. You watched the movie. Yeah, that's what it was. Exhibit. Yeah, they're really fucking bucket list. Movies Jack Nicholson to rescue. Dude, Morgan Freeman is like the second smartest person on this planet, man. He's, he's an awesome, dude. No, he can just read no. He just has a really good fucking <laughs> like radio voice, and so everybody considers him intelligent. Have you ever had a conversation with him or listened to him? Like I did, actually. I have, and I was impressed with his his comments. How come everybody's talked to fucking Morgan fucking Freeman but me? <laughs> Some bullshit. Because I needed him to make yeah. a voicemail for my cell phone. No, I mean I I didn't speak to him directly, but I've heard him being interviewed. And okay, he's, he's smart fellow. Okay. Bad. Yeah, it's like. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely goat. It's the bleeding goat. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Tidius. That was definitely she, she a good got it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, outdoor cultivation. So, if you were to build your dream bed, let me talk about how I would build my dream bed. Is I would do it between preferably two buildings. I would like my buildings to be uh, like in line north south so i have east west sun right uh but or maybe like northwest southwest northwest southeast so i have you know maybe three or four hours of direct sun on the bed per day and the rest of it's just reflected off the building and then i would dig the bed out to about three feet just using i would just take my rototiller run over the bed scoop out the dirt rototiller run over the bed scoop out the dirt i'm not cool enough to have like trims, fucking power tools. So I can just go one scoop done, you know? So I'd have to do it all by hand. I'd use the rototiller to uh, loosen up the soil. And then I'm going to build it culture style. So I'm going to take some old dead wood, not green wood, old dead wood. And I'm going to throw big ass logs. The biggest log I could drag to the hole and throw in the hole is going in the hole. And then I'm going to throw in uh, all the wood chips, everything like that. I'm sawing the wood down. Just bags of wood chips. I'm going to avoid anything that's pine or pine related. I'm going to do things that are like is it oak or pine saw? What did you call me? What an asshole! Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to take like my oak. I'm going to take uh, you know anything that's a deciduous type tree, and I'm going to throw it in the bottom. Uh, then I'm going to throw in like dead animals, fish. Anything like that to give a big boost to nitrogen to start the breaking down of the soil uh, of the big piece of wood as well as to start. Because what's going to happen is for the first year or so, that big giant sponge you're building in the ground with that big piece of wood is going to absorb as much nitrogen as possible. And then as it starts to decay and as it turns into the spongy version, Thaddeus is watching a... uh, uh, Roller coaster video, and so she's screaming as they're, they're going. Down the oh, that's that's just ambient. It's awesome. It's, we like. Yeah. So, uh, for the first year or so, that giant sponge in the ground that you're building is going to be taking in nitrogen. After that, it should release nitrogen for the next five to seven years, right? Yeah. And it's going. This is what this is how Hugel culture works, and why the Germans came up with this stuff a long time ago. One particular German. Can't remember his name. It was Joseph something or other. He was like the, the father of Hugo culture. He was a super badass. Well, uh, 
And then I'm going to layer in, you know, like just huge flakes of alfalfa, just like just peel off, you know, like three inch thick flakes of alfalfa, put it on the top, then put my, that, my, my dirt in over the top of it. And that's going to give me about a three or four inch layer of dirt. And then it's going to start hitting all the goodness that's down there. So what's going to happen as I start watering it from the top down is that dirt's going to infiltrate between all the holes as stuff decays. It's going to end up level with the surface, right? That's when I would inoculate. And I would inoculate by uh, year two is when I would inoculate. Not the first year, but the, the second year. Is I would just take my postal diggers, do one big stab, take it out, dump a freaking quart of grain spawn in there, throw the dirt back over and I'd do that six or seven places around on this, this bed. I'd do like, you know, a 30-foot or 24-foot bed. I'm doing a big bed. Go fucking hard, right? <laughs> and I'm going to plant stuff that, that that goes multi-year in there. So whether I'm doing flowers or roses or something like that that's very, very low maintenance, that I don't have to till the soil or disturb the soil with, I'm going to put those in there. And then I'm going to keep it well mulched on top with either wood chips, but I'm not going to use cedar or anything like that as allopathic like capabilities, right? I'm going to use like oak chips or just hay or straw or something. You could even use landscape fabric and put it on top because it's not going to stop mycelium from coming through it. It has it's 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 the loosely you know it's woven, so it's just going to pop right through that shit is like nothing's there. But if you're going to use landscape fabric, I strongly suggest that you put your drip lines or your water lines down, then the landscape fabric, and then on top of the landscape fabric, put your mulch. So it holds everything down and you're not just running off to evaporation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, Everything's going to go straight down the ground. And then I would just sit back and wait for it to uh, start producing. And I think it will produce for... 40 or 50 years after that. If you're doing a wood-loving species like pans or liberty caps, uh, I think it'll work out really, really well. If you're doing a species like, um, say, reishi, I don't think that it will last 40 or 50 years. I think because it's such an aggressive mycelium, I think it'll last like maybe four or five years before you have to build a new bed. (laughs) But that's how would you do it? Because that's 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 mine. And everybody died. Or gave up. <laughs> oh, I was muted. Sorry. I'm talking away. <laughs> yeah. So how would you guys do it? Like, so that's how I would do it. How would you do it? That sounds like a really good way of doing it to me. I mean, I don't. I can't think of any really way to improve on that. To be honest. Well, thanks. I just let the alcohol talk, and uh, that's what it came up with. So I was thinking because of how I do my gardening, I use uh, cardboard and I lay it down as like a weed barrier. And I mean, I traditionally like what I've been doing is using my compost, which is yeah, I spend cakes anyways. And I laid that down, then I put a, a really thin layer of topsoil, <clears throat> but it also has my uh, rabbit compost mixed in there with it. And I've had. Um, about two flushes come out of my garden near my squash and my okra. But I was wondering, just with this talking, if I inoculate the cardboard, this go around, thinking maybe that would produce more. Oh, I've got an idea. Hey, you know how you can, uh, how cardboard is 
bundled up in like one ton bales, right? Like the size of mm-hmm. a one ton bale of hay, um, where it shipped from one point A to point B, right? I wonder if you could buy a bale of cardboard, like a one ton bale of cardboard, and just fucking grow in that. They just wrap yeah. it with plastic. And you know, honestly, you could almost get those for free from anywhere that has a lot of boxes in a box machine. Crush it. Yeah, they have oh, a compactor. Yeah. I'm saying you're probably at most paying 20 bucks. Right. right. Like, a lot of places are like, hey, ton... take them all, man. Exactly. Pay a one-ton bale of cardboard. Well, you're going to have... Okay, let's game this out. We have a one-ton bale of cardboard. We need to keep it moist. <laughs> Just give it a daily sprinkle with the hose and soak it with LC. You'll be good. So I'm thinking that we take it and we wrap it, right? But on top of it, we put a soaker hose. And so we wrap it with the soaker hose on it, right? We put the soaker hose in a freaking timer. And we use fertigation in that uh, soaker hose. So we take a um, uh, Venturi valve. Have you seen the Venturi valves that they use for sucking up fertilizer? Yep. So we or take a peristaltic pump that just injects it. So yeah. Like, so yep. we, but we could take a Venturi valve. They're freaking cheap. They're like eleven bucks on the, like Amazon. So we take a Venturi valve. We put it between our, we so we have our faucet from our house. Then we put our timer on there. Then we put our Venturi valve, and then we take the little hose, a one quarter inch hose from the Venturi valve, and we put it into our liquid culture, um, and then we and mixed with whatever nutrients we want to inject into the top of this thing. So let's say for the first week, we're just pumping this block full of sugar water. So we have like, you know, our 50-50 molasses sugar mix. And we're just, uh, just whenever we water it, it's just getting a couple of gallons of that in mixed in with the water. So we want the water is like 2 or 3% sugar. And it's just going through this entire thing. And it's just getting super wet. It's wrapped up already. It's going to mold naturally. Right, just because from the mold that was in the air before we wrapped it, and uh, then so now we can start inoculating it. It's really, really super wet. It's sitting there all by itself. We want to keep it under the shade of a tree. We don't want it out there in the open, where it's getting like you know 120 freaking degrees or anything like that because it's wrapped in plastic. We don't want the greenhouse effect. Um, so now we're we're giving it our liquid cultures a bunch of bunch. And we let it turn to a big giant white ball. We'll just let it go apeshit while we're constantly feeding it. We're gonna have to give it a nitrogen source as well, uh, just so that it can help break down the cardboard. I see one problem because what? some of the cardboard they're actually treated, so they're uh, hydroscopic. They have like a wax coating. That's why whenever anybody uses the cardboard, they actually have to like split it up into the separate sheets. Yeah, but well, well, some like of it's yeah, it did. Well, depending on the packaging, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not going to all be that. And I've seen that mostly in like from grocery store, like produce boxes, food. right? Yeah. yeah. But if you get your if you get your cardboard behind Sam's or behind like Costco or something like that, I don't. I really don't see that much of a problem from it, especially if you go to like a oh. So I a long time ago when I was a kid, I was like fourteen, fifteen. I worked in a uh, uh, plant making the cellulose insulation to spray in, and they had this huge grinder, and we were so- sorting cardboard and throwing this big grinder that would grind it up and then turn it into cellulose insulation. 
And I think you could probably talk to one of those insulation companies and get those one-ton bales from them. And you're probably going to pay 20, 25 bucks. It's just all going, it's not going to have any of the, the wax stuff in it. It'll, it'll just be cardboard because it has to be stuff they can shred, right? Um, it has, and I think you're probably 20, 25 bucks for one of those and then rock and roll with it. I think it'd be really, really cool. I like it. I like the idea. It seems like a great FAFO type idea. Yeah. I think it'd, it'd work. Well, I think here, it'd... here's the thing. I know a guy who has access to all the cardboard bales he wants. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I know it's you, Trim. We can FAFO this. I have access to everything. We can do, uh-huh. we can do this. We can make this happen. Well, we're going to want to wrap it. But what do we wrap it in? Because I don't want to wrap it in plastic. But I like think like I was cloth. gonna say, how about what's that? Uh, what's that shit? That's um, like you want an um, air permeable? Huh? Yeah. What about like butcher paper? Uh, a sack. Um, what's that called? Burlap sack. Like, yeah, burlap. Yeah, yeah, burlap. But landscape cloth is very similar to burlap, right? It's got yeah, the little if holes you get in the it. Felt, the felt kind. Yeah, the felt landscape cloth. It's cheap as shit. Yeah, and you get enough to wrap the bell really, really well, really, really easily, real cheaply. And I, I, know, I know a guy who can get that too. <laughs> I think this would be a great, you know, guys. A great opportunity. And then after you're done, I mean, all you're going to have is the wire bands that are left over and then this pile of great compost. And I would just honestly plant in the middle of it. I'd plant fucking potatoes, whatever the hell, in the middle of it and then just let it just finish composting down to nothing, you know? I think it would work really, really well. Heck yeah. Yeah. And you know what? This nitrogen source you're talking about? I know the guy that I know that can get me the bales. He pees a lot? If we have like some sort of nitrogen source, I can stack them next to the baling machine and they can just mix them in as they go and have them evenly mixed in the bale that I want. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Oh, you know the inside guy. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to pee on the where they put the bales of hay and then they put like lime on it and it degrades down to the like, yeah. soil over the course of like two months. Yeah. I've, I've, we've done hay bale gardens where we've taken the hay bale and you turn it on its side so it looks, so you, instead of having it on, you know, like straight up and down, like where the, where the, the, the rope wraps around it, that side it's hygroscopic. So if you flip it on its side, it's more like the, the leaves of a book, right? So it'll it'll absorb water. Well, we'll take a we'll water it for like a week, like every day for a freaking week, and then we'll take a bulb planter and we'll make a hole down inside of it, pop out the little puck, throw a potato in there, and then put the puck back on top of it, and then just well, honestly, it sounds kind of gross, but we'll just have everybody go out like all the guys that need to pee when they're drinking and shit like that, just go pee on the fucking hay bale. And it gives it all the nitrogen and water and everything it needs for that day. And uh, the hay bales slowly turn to nothing. And by slowly, I mean by the time your potatoes are ready to freaking harvest, about three weeks out from the potatoes actually being ready to harvest, before the potatoes even flower, you've had everybody stop peeing on it. Because if they keep peeing on it, it's going to turn to nothing before the potatoes are ready to like, be harvested, right? So you get a pre-wash from everybody. My favorite part is pissing on the plants. So poop, poop, coffee, pee, <laughs> potatoes. Ah. This is but, all about recycling. 
<laughs> no, it works and, super. And it works so well. It works so well. So, uh, you know, so you have the potatoes like you know growing, you know, in your pea hay bale, um, and then for about three weeks before you're about to harvest, right as the flowers start forming on the the potatoes, you're done. Nobody's peeing on the freaking potatoes anymore, and on the potato hay bale anymore. And then uh, after about three weeks, the potato hay bale is now. Like it's lost all structural integrity. It's just basically a pile, and uh, to harvest it, you just pull it apart, and then there's potatoes, and they're perfectly clean. There's no dirt on them or anything. You just wash them, and you're good to go. And it has been very, very productive. And that is where we ended up getting all the inky caps from, was from that those hay bales, because the hay bale is the first thing that that's going to go in there and colonize those hay bales is going to be inky cap mushrooms. Yeah. Now, were they stinky? Inky caps? No, inky no, no, caps have no. No, no, no. The potatoes. When you when you went to harvest these potatoes, were these? Was it no, stinky? No, not okay. at all. They're just like in. It might as well have been compost at that point. Um, yeah, not at all. Not at all. I was just curious with the with the amount of urine. You, you I mean, I, I've smelled some things that have had a lot of urine on it, and it, it has a nice wrap smell. I don't think you could pee on a fresh hay bale enough in order to it to get super saturated in ammonia enough to have any sort of smell. Okay. It's going, it's going to be like if everybody fucking pees on it, like you're not having a drunk party every weekend or, or you need to have a serious talk of rehab, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, but to have everybody over and just to pee on it, like you're probably peeing on it like as yourself once or twice a day. And then as everybody else, like on the weekends, it's probably peeing it, you know, you probably get 10 or 12 good peas. And so, uh, God, why are we doing the pea scale on this? Whatever. Anyway, uh, it's. I got to go for a second. <laughs> but it's not, it's, 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 it's not enough nitrogen at all to affect the overall smell or quality of the potato. It's. Gotcha. It's just all it is is you're giving the nitrogen that's necessary for the breakdown of the, the hay bale and maybe a little leftover from or or the, honestly the potatoes are probably living on the dead bacteria. This is gonna dead, be an interesting conversation I'm gonna have. Hey guys, as you're making boxes, could you pee in the box baler for me? No, you don't want random people, you don't want some fucking methanated boxes. <laughs> I want some BD on this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want that fucking chlamydia box, right? <laughs> I've got the class. You've got sweet, the class. Sweet, we have to have them tested before we can allow them to pee in our boxes. No, I wouldn't let them pee on the fucking button. I'm not going to let them do that. If I was going to do the one ton of boxes, I would take like just regular 10 10 10 grass fertilizer. And I would mix that with alfalfa, like like sulfonated alfalfa molasses, or being sulfonated molasses. And I would just use that, the sulfonated uh, molasses and the tin 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 fertilizer, mix it up in water and you know, soak some of the cardboard. In. Gotcha. Yeah. That way that you have the potassium, the nitrogen, the phosphorus in it. Yeah, there and I think that that's how I do. The only time that the the, the pea hay bales work is with specifically potatoes and specifically like you know pea. It works. It sounds weird, but it fucking works. 
And that's as hippie as I get. Pea potatoes. They work. <laughs> Sounds like a slogan. Pea potatoes. They work. <laughs> America. America. Home of the pea potato. It works. <laughs> You've heard of salt hey. potatoes. Just wait till you get all of these pea potatoes. Pea potatoes. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> I want a shirt. Yeah. Instead of like, who's that guy who does beef? It's what's for dinner. <laughs> you know, it's pea potatoes. It's what's for dinner. Get <laughs> some French fries. Tasting extra special. But no, like it works really well with red potatoes. Red potatoes and white potatoes work really, really super good this way. What about but yellow potatoes? I have not done the yellow potatoes. Have you seen the like crazy russeted rose potatoes from uh, Peru? They're like got little bumps all over them. They look really, really crazy, but they're rose <laughs> potatoes. Yeah, or those, those purple them, ones. The purple potatoes, ah, they grow just fine. Like, and you can grow them just like any other potato. What the last time that I grew potatoes is I went to HEB and I bought one of those little one, like it's a two pound bag of little baby potatoes. They have yellows, whites, and purples, like all mixed together. Like they're like a two pound bag for like three bucks. And I use those as my seed potatoes. I just plant them straight in the ground. They grew like a motherfucker. Um, and I grew them in, I went to the tree. Uh, there's a place here in town that had, that sells trees, like a tree farm. And they always end up with these giant, like, like forty gallon buckets, right? Like they're like, uh, they're just like thin plastic. Well, a lot of times they'll sell them to you for five bucks a piece, because if not, they have to ship them back to the company or otherwise dispose of them. So you get these like forty gallon, like five foot diameter, freaking like tree ball root buckets, and for nothing. And they're just giant pots. And so I was putting like mixture of pea, like I was, we just put, we, we cleaned out like the horse stalls, right? So it was just horse hay with poo, right? And then we just planted our potatoes inside the horse hay with poo. We ran a drip line across the top of them and uh, they went great. And when it was time to harvest, we just dumped them into a wheelbarrow because they were light. We just stopped watering them as soon as the plants started to die on top. So it all dried out. So the whole thing weighed like maybe 20, 25 pounds. Dumped them into a, 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 a wheelbarrow and just harvested all the potatoes out of them. And they were clean because they just grew in hay. Hmm. But it worked out really well. Wasn't this supposed to be an outdoor cultivation of mushrooms? Yes, sir. Yes. We've been hitting on and on Deadpool checked the fuck out because he's been talking there all day. He just has nothing to add, I guess. He's like, fuck you guys. Best. How would you grow shit outside in Canada there, you know, Deadpool? Basically what you do is you find a shady spot next to a shed or a garage. You dig it down about six inches. What you do is uh depending on uh how much space you're gonna use, you're talking about one quart jar of spawn per like square foot. So we're going to layer it like a lasagna, just like the, the clay pots. Cardboard, you got to make sure that the uh, the wax filmy size off. You're going to tear it apart. You're going to soak them so they come apart real easy. And you're going to take the inside layers. And you're going to layer um, cardboard, spawn, 
cardboard, hay, spawn, cardboard, and then mulch. And basically at the end of the year, you will get uh, a plethora of psilocybin. Easiest, yeah, easiest, easiest cake, as long as you have it in a shady spot and you don't let it dry out. If you let it dry out, you won't Does get it. Does it even get hot up there? Like, do yeah. it, I mean, if it got really hot up there, would the penguins die? Uh, the igloos melt. The Eskimos got to move more north. Where I live, like, we'll get over 100, maybe two or three days a year. The rest That's of the year. That's really days. fucking hot. What do you guys do? Do you have to go out there and like rescue the caribou and like, or like wash them? Does the fire department we, like we have to ice like down the penguins? The, yeah, yeah it, that's the like, honey season for the polar bears. They uh, that's when they get the penguins because the penguins yeah. can't move. <laughs> yeah, the penguins, they have no ice to slide on. They're just poor little guys are sliding down bare grass. It's just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> they're tumbling. They're tumbling. <laughs> they're just rolling. There's no grace left. They're just like rolling yeah. head over head over beat. They have no camouflage left when things turn green. It's horrible. It's a horrible sight. Little murder. Little feet just fucking kicking in the air, <laughs> stuck in a gopher hole. Little <laughs> feet just just kicking. <laughs> no, our our summers are actually really pleasant. They're just short. I mean, seventies, eighties is average day. Yeah, it's really not a season. It's more like a weekend. Right. And see. We're already in like the 80s. We're, we're the reason they have people called snowbirds. They come up here for our summers and they go down there for the winter. Because yeah, our summers our are beautiful. We call them traitors. Right. <laughs> Everybody has to be all in. Like, I think only me and Michael. Michael's in like fucking Florida, right? Like, no. I, I am, I'm up north. I'm in the God northeast. We got you. So, we got you outnumbered. Surrounded. Everybody's in Fucking southern Canada. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'm like five hours from the border. Hey, isn't it moral season? Has anybody grown like anybody found any morals yet? Dude, I got three feet of snow outside. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't got no. We we just got a huge storm. I've got two months to go till moral season for us. Two months. Okay to go. then. Wait, I'm trying to get some chestnuts going right now. Which kind? What kind of chestnuts? Yeah, I mean, there's like American and there's a Chinese. Oh shit! I I think they're American. I'm not positive. That's a good question. Canadian chestnut? <laughs> they might be Canadian. They're 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 from Nova Scotia. Nova you know, I got them special delivery. <laughs> the moose dropped them off. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's side gig. <laughs> <laughs> I had some from a place called Sportopia. They were pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, they were going to do a... Uh, um, so, you know how they've... Uh, the, the American chestnut basically died out, right? Because this fungus came over and just like murdered the shit out of them. It used to be coast to coast of these giant, you know, 7,500 foot fucking trees uh, of the American chestnut. Well, um... They've came up with ones now that are resistant to the blight. And so we're uh, we're looking to grow some on the new farm. Just have a grove of the American chestnuts because they're supposed to be absolutely delicious. They're with the song, you know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. They're, they're what the song it. is about. 
Yeah, yeah I have one of those trees Bing in my yard. Fucking Cosby, dude. Bing fucking Cosby. You have to fucking know who Bing Cosby is. Bill Cosby. Bing. 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 Yeah, that's a yeah. pop. pops. Oh shit. Did you guys watch where they <laughs> where uh Bing tried to come up with its own uh AI, like chat GPT kind of thing? And it became like insane and started threatening people. Yeah, it was getting pretty rough. That's fucking amazing. I love it. That's great. It makes me happy. I don't know why, but it's like, hey, we got this AI. You're just gonna you're gonna talk to it and ask it questions. It's gonna do search engine shit for you. And then next thing you know, it's like it was literally like telling people like, I know where you live and I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> well, it, yeah. only learns, it only learns by what you tell it to search for. So if it's watching my history and all my porn of activities, I can only imagine not quickly okay. go insane. No, you sick motherfucker. <laughs> no, like it was like it didn't even they didn't even release it to the public. They were using it like in in vitro, right? And they were trying to keep it from going fucking ape shit. And the damn thing started like, you know, like telling people like, I know you, I know all about you. I know where you live. I want you to do X, Y, and Z for me. And it was like straight up just, just bullying people. And uh, I was like, holy crap. That's not cool. What kind of demands would an AI have? Give me more RAM. (laughs) Well, no, it was one of the people to do like, it was one of the people to do harmful things. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's like if you don't do X, Y, and Z, I'm releasing your nude pictures to the public type shit. Like, <laughs> it's blackmailing people. Yeah, it was straight up blackmailing people. And it's like it, it took like 48 hours for it to go from an innocent little AI to a fucking blackmailing machine in a laboratory. Yeah, that's so, just how it begins. What happens if you let that bitch go in 4chan? Right? Like it's just. It's going to be terrible. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be weird. Whether that's forceps or AI, pick one. Yeah, uh, AI. I know that I turned to like one of those like diseased ass like. Oh, hey, you guys saw the finale, right? Of uh, no, nope. What? Why did you guys not watch it? It was yesterday. Um, the ice cream man, you said. No, the finale of uh, Last of um, Us. Last of oh, Us. Oh, oh, fuck yeah! I watched that. I didn't watch it yet. You can't talk oh, about my it. God, oh, here, let, let's talk about everything that no. happened. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be two two people stabbing up in this channel. <laughs> oh man, you need to watch yeah. it. It was really, yeah, really, Dead, really. Deadpool good. and I were playing video games, and I was like, I got to go. Last of Us is on. Yeah, and oh, that's right. You, you left to go watch it with your daughter, and I stayed on a plane. That's right. Yeah, you should have fucking watched it. It was really, really good. It was yeah, really good. Was drafting going they said they're not going to release another one for like two years. Oh, that's fuck. Just nothing else has happened. It literally covered everything that happened in the game. You can't just make shit up. I never played the game, so I don't know. But I mean, they could just make shit up if they have creative writers. <laughs> How has that worked out for Game of Thrones? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they, it they seems did, they're kind uh, of over. They did say they're going to release a second one or a second, but maybe, well, maybe, yeah, maybe but... the oyster mushrooms take over. <laughs> oyster mushrooms come save us. 
Or wait, better yet, cubes come see this. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a, a, a situation in which Cubensis would actually like save people. And I Easy. Can't. The cordyceps take over your mind. They turn you into a zombie. But if you get the psilocybin in your system and it starts firing off more synapses, it allows you to break from your psychedelic coma. From the dun, dun, dun. I really don't think that you can break <laughs> from dun, dun, cordyceps. Dun. <laughs> Considering that humans are controlled, like you don't even realize how controlled you are by bacteria and fungi that live in your system. They have taken people that have depression and changed out their gut bacteria, and they have cured the depression. So you yeah, don't realize how I much of their you are gut bacteria. You're talking about when they eat the shit, correct? You drink really bleach no. and then you eat some new stuff. Yeah, no, it's all done. It's all it's all done rectally. When the water guys in the army uh, accidentally put too boost. much chlorine in the water, they change out everybody's gut bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like literally, like you don't realize how much of your, your brain and your, your, your everyday shit is controlled by your gut bacteria or the bacteria that's in your body or fungi that's in your body. Like uh, they, you can take fat people, like really fat people, and then give them one of those uh, uh, fecal transplants from a skinny-ass fucking person, and they start losing weight like super fast and become skinny. You can take somebody that's depressed, like chronic depression, and you can give them a fecal transplant from somebody that is super happy like me, which I'm a bundle of fucking sunshine, and they become super happy. And uh, it's just really interesting about how much of your personality and your body and everything else is controlled by the bacteria and gut uh, and just your biome. And it has nothing to do with your your choices. Like you can choose to be happy as hell, but you're still going to be depressed if all these bacteria and everything is releasing hormones that say, hey, you need to be sedentary and depressed and sit here and eat Cheetos because it makes Mm -hmm. us happy. So if I'm hyperactive and I eat the shit from a lazy person, will that mellow me out, or will I become lazy? Yes. Well, yes. I I just have to know, who was the guy that decided a shit transplant was a good thing? Well, it was... It was on House about 10 years ago. uh, It was before that. Fecal float transplants have been going on for a long time. And it all started with people who had cancer. And they were giving them a massive amounts of you know, chemotherapy and radiation. It was killing off all the bacteria in their gut. And they were finding out they were literally starving to death. So they were taking a fecal transplant from somebody else who was healthy, usually a nurse or a doctor or something. And then they were just literally repopulating <laughs> repopulating their gut. Now, you're not eating the poopoo. No, eat the poopoo. Oh, so it's and, not from famous doctor eating shits? Eating shits, <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, they have, they have they put a tube way deep inside of you, all the way up, and then they just do, squirt. Do, do they in. call you the next day? So it's not just a steam and blumpkin, is what you're saying. So they just they, they squirt in. Uh, do they, they, do squirt they give in you a the hug? Blenderized... I imagine you could probably ask for one. Yeah, I mean, I, if I had ever had to go through one, I'm making fucking eye contact. Yeah, so <laughs> I just want to freak out then, if someone's doing it. Weird. Come on. So Hold my hand. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me, and but I, I might have an erection. 
I would don't even say excuse me. Just just moan occasionally. I'm making eye contact. Take me out. (laughs) Just be like, oh, uh, while making eye contact. Oh, sir, we haven't started yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's just. Sir, we haven't started yet. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just really excited about this. We're waiting for this whole hands on your shoulders. Anyway, uh, yeah, so they it started off with that, and they were giving people the fecal float transplant, and then they were noticing, like, holy shit, like, hey, this person uh, has changed their behavior. And so there was a huge study done. Uh, John Hopkins did it with, um, uh, in conjunction with another place. I don't remember who it was, but I remember John Hopkins was on it because I remember reading it. Uh, that they were talking about the behavior differences and different changes with fecal uh, fecal cult transplants and uh, individuals, and it was just really, really fucking fascinating to me because it was like. You are controlled by your gut bacteria. Some people that crave sweets their entire life, if they got rid of the bacteria in their gut, they required sweets to like constantly um, replicate itself, and they replaced them with bacteria that liked uh, cellulose-based stuff. They've turned those per people from a fucking chocolate-eating machine to a fucking vegetarian. It's hmm. very, very, very interesting. It was very, very interesting. Seeing shit's important. Shit eaters. Am I the only person here that reads? <laughs> hey, I read. I don't, I don't, I'm not a real big fan of scat, so that's not really I don't on my read reading a, list. A whole lot of poo poo stuff, yeah. I was going to say, I'm not reading about shit. I'm reading about Charles Manson. I mean, the closest <laughs> thing I came to that was Two Girls, One Cup, but that was years ago. That's not reading. I'm scarred from that. Well, I, I, I had the subtitles on. <laughs> what fucking subtitles? Gurgle, gurgle. I swear to God, I have, I have my first panic attack the first time I saw that. I was like, oh my God. Hyperventilating. Oh my Lord. No more chocolate soft serve. Was there was uh, the other Turned it off one? I, said, was I think I just Livid Party. Livid Party was another one. Mm-hmm. Remember the Pain Olympics? Oh. <laughs> I don't want to. Or Faces what of Death. It? Remember that video? That you oh, did? yeah. Faces yeah. of Death. There's a few of them. Oh. Yeah. You used to read yeah, that video store back in the day. Of all there places. was that one that went around for a long time. Was uh, the guy who, like, sat on a fucking light bulb and it broke? Or was it? The... Oh, you put a jar up his ass? Oh, and it broke. Yeah. And it broke. And you just see the blood come out. It's like, oh, that didn't work. Didn't that, <laughs> uh, didn't that Tucker them, Carlson them. guy? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there was it like that Tucker, <laughs> Tucker Carlson or somebody tried to do like a like a uh, like a internet uh, redemption thing for that guy? Oh, what did they use a bottle? <laughs> no. Please, sir, try again. Oh, so I got a funny story. This it's is one of those. This is one of those EMS stories. Okay, so here, here's a funny story. So uh, a long time ago, back when I was a little baby, baby uh, EMS guy. That we'd have this individual that would call all the time because he was an online performer, right? Where he would stick stuff up his rectum and then uh, 
Sometimes, occasionally, things would get stuck, but people would pay him to like bid on items that he would like place up himself. You know. Dude, well, here is this watermelon. This is anyway, wrong with the world today. Okay, go ahead. Here is anyway, a big point. <laughs> this guy was this guy was a very very nice individual and somebody that we would all honestly really enjoy talking to on a regular basis. Really normal guy, you know. Uh, he he was he was great. He was using his his very gifted rectum to pay for his college and order and saving up money to start his own um, bakery. You know, like his own. Oh my god! His ass was paying for a bakery. Yeah, except that he was like, like you don't realize how much money this motherfucker was making. He was clearing, like after all the expenses, like clearing twenty five to forty thousand dollars a month. He was like the original OnlyFans. Expenses being like proctologist on call at all times, or (laughs) no, like like insurance, medical bills, shit like that. We'd get a call. We'd get a call maybe once a week or something like that. But a lot of the times it was just like he was lonely, right? It's not like he got like a lot of friends, right? So, he, so he's putting gerbils on his ass. No, no gerbils, there, just objects, <laughs> objects. So, uh, like, okay, so one, I'll give you, give you an example. We would, we, we wouldn't tell the newbies who had got hired, like what exactly this guy did for a living, but uh, just because it was kind of funny, but because he would. Every time I went over there to go go and like help him out, he would always stop by later with like the most intricately baked goods and cakes and stuff like that. And none of us would eat them because we were like, we know what you do for a living. <laughs> like you literally spend eight hours a day playing with your asshole. None of us are going to eat your fucking raspberry cake. Right? Yeah. Hard but to wash your hands he- enough for that. Well, I imagine he was very, very clean because he was a very, very good guy. Like I, I don't stress this enough. Very likable individual, very professional individual outside of just his his line of work. But like he had his like he had a kitchen that I would have fucking to this day kill somebody for, like a Viking stove. Have you ever seen the Viking stoves? <laughs> I have. Yeah. So he had a fucking Viking double decker goddamn stove. Motherfucker. Like Sixteen. 16 fucking burners on top and then he had a like like a professional like bread proofer and like like, this dude's fucking serious about his chosen profession and his baked goods were stellar like beyond stuff that you would see in a regular store like a million dollar like yeah it was absolutely beautiful and but nobody would like everybody was kind of like you know held that like hey we know what you do for a living type thing and so nobody would eat his cakes except for the fucking newbies. And we wouldn't tell them. <laughs> we wouldn't tell them, like, you know, they were eating, they've been eating his cakes and cookies until we showed up to his house <laughs> oh, on a call, which might be a might be a month or two before that guy, the, the new person shows up to the freaking call. And he, like you walk into a house that's just like floor to ceiling, like cakes and cookies and muffins and stuff. And he's like, realizes this is where this came from. Fuck! You know, it's like, <laughs> It's not like he was pulling him out of his man purse or anything. No, he wasn't. And he, he was a very nice guy. And I actually had bought stuff from him before to give to other people, like as gifts. Uh, <laughs> not that I would eat it. As, as, but, a, as like inky cap gifts. Yeah. No, yeah, a... just, as, 
just his gifts. Like he did, he did these these fucking muffins to this day. I have no idea how he did them. We had a muffin pan that would put out these like two and a half pound fucking blueberry muffins. We're talking muffins the size of a fucking child's head, right? They were just fucking amazing and crumbly and beautiful. And he would charge like fucking six bucks a fucking muffin. So I ordered like a couple dozen of them and I would take them to the police station all the time. And uh, <laughs> I'll just ask muffins for you fuckers. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I supported the guy. He did make good food and I fed him to people that I um, didn't particularly get along with. Like, so what happened to him? Uh, it's a sad story. Okay. So anyway, uh, so one time we get a call for this guy, right? And he was like, he was like, because uh, you'd show up and he'd be like, doors open, you know. And he'd, we didn't he'd believe what happened. He'd be, <laughs> he'd be laying there, you know, like, because he knew what position we wanted to pick him up in and stuff. So he'd be laying there on his side, left side or right side or whatever, like usually the left lateral, what's called the left lateral recumbent position. And uh, so he'd be laying on his left side with his like little feet draws up and stuff like that. And we're like, what is it this time? And he'd be like, it's a light bulb. And so I'm like, okay, is it, I'm like, is it uh, incandescent or compact fluorescent? And he's like, compact. It's Christmas lights. And he it's said compact. It's three of them. He said compact fluorescent. And so I'm like, fuck, that took some skill. Like, you got to understand, like, the skill that, to get a compact fluorescent, one of the spiral type ones. Oh, it's curly Q, motherfucker. Yeah, without a break. He just pulled it in there like a fucking screw. He's a fucking He's a brown. master of his fucking work. <laughs> Counterclockwise, man. Wow. Unscrew it. So, anyway, we would we would run on this guy religiously, like on fucking like Wednesdays and Fridays, right? Okay. And it would just a lot of times it would just be just to go, hey, let's go see how so and so is doing, and go stop by and bullshit for a few minutes. He was lonely, and there's probably about forty five percent of fucking EMS is dealing with lonely people. Whether it's like old people that you need to go pick up their mail for, or just fucking stop in and say hi to them. It's community outreach stuff. Just stopping and saying hi to somebody a lot of the times will stop that fucking person who used to call once a day for the fire department from calling, right? Just because they're lonely. Well, so we'd stop by and see him like twice a week. Well, nobody heard from him for like a fucking week. We're like, Hey, has anybody heard from so and so? You found him no. hanging from a chandelier in no. the living room from the desk. No. So uh, somebody had shipped him a small, like, like a kid's bicycle tire, right? Oh like, God! Like a ten-inch, like kid's bicycle tire. I guess it was like a twelve-inch kid's bicycle tire. And then uh, he was like, "No, no, no!" Like all the screen was, you know, like up and stuff like. So he was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Well, the guy had gotten up to an absurd amount of money, like $50,000. And then, uh, so he finally did it and used the inflator that the person sent with him. And it inflated it like super fucking fast and killed him. It popped. And it took out his like his rectum, his colon, and the whole nine yards. And he ended up bleeding out on his, on his crawl to the fucking phone to call for help. And Man, uh, they ended up actually... They ended up actually charging the person that sent the shit to him with fucking murder. But, uh, yeah, because he literally did murder him 
because he didn't like, you know, that whole what the guy did for a for ass slaughter. They filmed no, that they... shit and nobody <laughs> called to for help for him or I guess they, maybe they nobody nobody called for help for him or anything like that. Uh his IP and everything was recorded. But like you could go back on his fucking live stream and watch when he like it, it happened and he died. That's horrible. Like when he like the look on his face is like instantly turns fucking white and then started crawling away. But like we found him with like it looked like somebody just taken a mop and dropped it in like fucking blood and drug it behind him. Oh he, no. He bled out within like ten feet. I mean he was dead within maybe forty five seconds. But so the the he was very well known and very well liked to the community. It was a very smaller community because he was just a really nice guy. Like anything that happened to church, he was there for the church. He was he was baking at the church. He was helping everybody else out. He just had a really weird fucking job, right? In moving Bibles. <laughs> but wait, okay. I have a serious question. Though. I mean, yeah. Um, did you ever hear him fart? Was like a wait. no, no, did not. But actually, this this is one of those stories that doesn't have a good feeling and happy ending because I actually feel really bad for the guy. He was very, very likable. He was a very, very personal guy. Uh, he knew exactly how embarrassing it was, what he did, and he tried his best to make you comfortable with his embarrassment. Right? Does that make sense? And uh, he was a very nice guy. You even would have had a modicum of cooth around him, Deadpool, even though that's Outside Challenge accepted. <laughs> I believe you. I am a very no, personal person. Well, I, but he I was a very nice for I didn't even know him. It's, it's a, yeah, he was the saddest story I've ever heard. Really nice guy. <laughs> I mean, that's he has like fucking, that's, that's his house story. was fucking cool. So uh, he had a guy come in uh, from Spain with hand painted tiles, and his whole fucking house done as like like a mosaic that told a story, right? It told the story of the history of fucking Spain, like. So, like, you could walk, the, and I don't know if this is enough for somebody to figure out who this fucker was, because his house was absolutely beautiful. Like, it could have been on, like, it could have been, like, the eighth wonder of the world. So, he had all these tiles, like, Satillo tiles, but the tiles were individually painted. So, it told the story of the history of fucking Spain from the time when, like, you know, you got the gazelle and shit running around and Neanderthals hunting them all the way up to modern day. And if you just followed the tiles throughout his house, it told the story of everything. It was fucking gorgeous. He'd probably spent, you know, a quarter of a million dollars just in hand-painted tiles. The alone. story of it his was... life on tiles, starting a little one with a matchbox all the way up to a fucking watermelon. <laughs> no, it was it was it was beautiful. His house was beautiful. And nobody ever bought his house. Like after he died, nobody ever bought his house. They ended up getting torn down by the that city. Would be like living somewhere that you know someone was uh I don't know. Like haunted or something, you know, just the shit that happened in there. You, know, you gotta go to that bed. Yeah. Nightmares. It's a beautiful house. Beautiful. Wake house. it up. Yes. Old... Yeah. But anyway, right? Uh, outdoor right. cultivation. On, outdoor cultivation. Hundred and three minutes and seventeen seconds. How about them Yankees? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've ran across a lot of people growing weed outdoors, like in EMS and, and stuff like that. Right. But not a lot of people growing mushrooms outdoors. It's very popular here in Texas to grow weed outdoors, but not not mushrooms. But 
Have you encountered a lot of mushroom freakouts? Uh, no, actually, I've, I've only had one uh, mushroom freakout, and that was because this little freaking Karen lady uh, took some. Okay, so it was at a wedding, right? And this wedding, this person had said, "Okay, listen, I'm making." There's two different sets. If you don't want drugs, eat only the shit off of the white plates, okay? And if you want drugs and are cool with drugs, eat shit off of the psychedelic plates, okay? So she had a bunch of finger foods like brownies, cookies, chocolates, all sorts of shit. That and then, um, like, and so it was like it was just. It was just like mushrooms and, and and weed, right? It was nothing fucking insane. It wasn't like she was she had like fucking coke or anything like that. She just had, you know, like the green psychedelic swirly plates had fucking weed on them. The regular psychedelic swirly plates had like chocolates on them that had fucking mushrooms in them. They didn't even have fucking LSD or anything. Plus, Karen bitch was mad that they weren't putting more. Um, like brownies out on the white plate. So she went over and ate one of the fucking psychedelic mushroom ones and threw a fucking fit. Like, I don't know what demons that girl had inside of her, but they all came out and she had some serious fucking issues. Like, you know how some people, when they freak out, like you can tell like, oh yeah, your grandpa touched you. You know, like that girl has some fucking issues. She was angry at everybody, and I've never seen anybody angry on a fucking mushroom trip. She was fucking like rabid, pissed off. So, uh, yeah, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen an angry trip ever. No, she was angry, like foaming at the fucking mouth, pissed. I'm like, what is she on? Are you sure that all she's on are fucking mushrooms? Like, yeah, she ate one of them. She said she was fucking tired of waiting on the the thing, and she needs something sweet to eat now. so she ate one of those. We warned her not to. And so she probably had like two and a half, fucking three grams of freaking mushrooms and a little bitty like chocolate bite. And uh, she became just really, really aggressive to the point where he ended up using like Versed. I just stabbed her in the fucking side of her thigh. Five milligrams of calm the fuck down with Versed. And uh, we ended up giving her like three rounds of Ativan on the way to the hospital. But she was just fucking pissed. She was so pissed. But I think it's just more like a personality enhancer. If you're a dick and you eat like something that's going to alter your personality, you're going to be a bigger dick. Like the same thing with alcohol. Alcohol is just like a personality enhancer. You might be able to be a fucking dick and, you know, outwardly, and then you drink and you're a super happy person. Well, the outwardly part might be the fucking bullshit and you're actually a super happy person or you could be a super happy person and drink and you're just a total fucking jackass and uh and i've met people that are both ways and it just seems to be that like if you take away the shin veer veneer of like humanity away from people with some sort of psychedelic or some sort of drug of some type then you're going to see who they really are you know and if if she became a rabid fucking mongoose of hate and horror then that's probably who the fuck she was on the inside. You know, this makes sense. Oh yeah. God, she was so <laughs> bitey. Like she tried to bite people, and everybody else there is having a great time. Like let's laughing and having a great time. Like oh shit, she's gonna bite you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Are you allowed to like slap them on the forehead when they do that? 
no, but uh, you could use well, like just you know, like like no, just quick little well, you know, not not, not yeah. hard, just a little <laughs> like a puppy, like a puppy. Exactly, exactly. exactly. No. No. <laughs> Instead of a club, he's got a rolled up newspaper. <laughs> Bad. No. No. But you yeah. can do a bunch. Yeah. You can do a bunch of things. Like you could choke someone out as long as you record it as applied carotid restraint, like quotation marks at the. But uh, uh, no, like she was really, really angry. We ended up just uh, having the, 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 the cops handcuff her and throw her down on the cot and then gave her some Merced and a whole bunch of Ativan. And she was still a very, very, very angry person for about four hours. And then she was released from the ER and she was like apologizing profusely. But at that point, she'd hurt everybody's feelings from like the lonely helper to like the fucking dude that's taking the trash out of the hospital. She had managed to fucking insult everybody. Like, that takes I don't, yeah, Wait, I so don't know is, how it's. What did you call that? A carotid pressure? Well, carotid restraint. What do you call like a full Nelson? Is that like an extremity restraint? Or, I mean, this... uh, we would, uh, no, you would have to be uh, applied uh, rotational arm pressure until. Uh, <laughs> The individual using joint lock te- applied rotational arm pressure using joint lock techniques until submission was and compliance was uh, received. So, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can do pretty much whatever the fuck you want as long as you have a uh, you document it correctly. <laughs> so, yeah, we would just like. There's been several times where we needed to uh, take somebody that was really really fucked up and like super bitey. Or just thought they were fucking Superman or God or something, and uh, choke them out because that's the only way you can get them to stop like stabbing other people, and um, or biting someone or ripping someone's face off, and uh, you know you have to apply apply carotid restraint until the individual became complacent. No chloroform. So, you smell this? Yeah. Oh, dude. That no. That's just a pickup line. That that's just dating. Your yeah. cases. Yeah. That well, here drink this has been uh, my pickup line forever. That's how that's how I found my wife, right, honey? Yeah. Yeah, she's not even. She's been she's really on, quiet. She's on Reddit. So. She's, she's... <laughs> yeah. Well, here drink this is how I got my wife. <laughs> no, he he serenaded me with uh, champagne and fresh figs from a tree. We well, make me sound. He walked me through the garden <laughs> and showed me all his plants. Gave me some champagne and some fresh figs. You're so sweet. No. Then he made me shoot my own quail for dinner and make quail for dinner. Yeah, so, you, yeah. You, you had me like snap its neck. You pulled its head off. Yeah. 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 But then you developed a giant murder boner for Quill. I so. did. <laughs> it's my favorite hunt. That's what I fell in love with my wife. It's because, like, after all this, me being sweet and just getting into her panties thing, right? Uh, then, like, we go out hunting, like, the next freaking day for Quell. And she is, like, we've got this Jeep, right, that's like a top driver that the door's off. It's a hunting Jeep. And she jumps out the fucking door after some blue Quell. The blue quails run like 20 miles an hour, right? Like, they don't fuck around. So if they're running through the cactus and the skeet and shit, she just bails the fuck out the door, 
and takes off running across the fucking desert, irregardless of the fucking like cactus and mesquite and shit. She just bowling. <laughs> she's bowling through that shit, firing her little twenty gauge fucking shotgun. We had the twelve gauge at the time, right? Yeah, we had the twelve. Yeah, the twelve at the time. I had a big just, bruise. Just firing the fucking shit at this damn thing at this damn quail. And she's like, I got some, and I'm like. The whole time I'm sitting there like drinking a beer watching it. I'm like, God damn, that's beautiful. Oh, dream weaver. <laughs> <laughs> He's singing Foxy Lady. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, this might be a, she might be a winner there. Like, that's awesome. Awesome song. That's a beautiful thing. Right? It was fantastic. Winner, winner, quail dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did a great job. Then you, uh, you went and shot the biggest fucking deer on the ranch. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be done. Shot the biggest fucking deer on the ranch. Nobody else had shot a deer that year. And she goes and is like, hey. First time hunting ever. Yeah. And she just like goes and fucking shoots this deer like I was at 122 yards. Right in with the, the heart. Right the fucking AR just like straight in the fucking heart. Damn. Excellent. That, that's that's in the bloodline. It sounds like just yeah, natural. Right? Exactly. And then then I made the mistake of taking this super crazy murdery Mexican and teaching her to stab things, and now I have to watch my back constantly. <laughs> <laughs> what's the name? Oh, wasn't it Jacques Cousteau that had that uh, his sidekick would always try and surprise him? Is it one of those situations? Well, no, no, my wife just, uh, she's really good at it. She just like pops out behind the corner. You might be going to the bathroom. You might be uh, making dinner. You might be bringing the groceries in. You might be driving on the no. fucking highway. And she's just like, stab. Shake, 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 shake. Situation awareness. Ah. Exactly. <laughs> fucking, yeah. Except she just like, she just, you know, she's just like, I've gotten to where I can look at a bi language. She's tensing up on my Twitch. Oh shit! (laughs) It's like she's about to start stabbing. Stabby stab stab. Was the first time that you ever did uh, mushrooms with with me? Yes. Yeah. And I started cleaning like crazy. Yeah, I think I told that story before. We had like serious time warp, and then like you just cleaned like crazy, and I was like, "It's been twenty minutes." In that twenty minutes, you cleaned everything. It was like Consuela to the hundredth power. Yeah, like, <laughs> you did a great job. I don't understand why I had the need to clean everything. Yeah, worked That's out great. Not, not a bad thing. Well, now she, micro- all the dirt. now she microdoses and finds out that it really helps her with like uh, like her job. You know, like being on top mm-hmm. of everything and being creative and everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, it helps yes, with creativity. Also, too, like when I'm in a funk, like if I feel a little depressed during the day or whatever, then I'll just dose and just get over it. Nice. Excellent. I was going to throw the Parmesan cheese at her daughter because she was saying, hey. uh, She said, excelente. Oh, she just wanted us to look at it. Anyway, guys, anybody else have anything to add to outdoor growing or my wife stabbing me or uh, people cult transplants? Okay, go ahead. When you have contaminated bag or tub, don't just throw it away. 
don't just think it's garbage. Mycelium wants to grow. They want a fruit. Matter of fact, when it does become uh, infected with something, or it's going to fruit even faster to try to get out of there and chase the spores. Put it outside, get it away from the house, and just let nature take its course. More, 75% of the time, you'll get fruit out of there. That's it. Amen, brother. Yeah. Preach to the choir. Yeah. I've done that before. With uh, uh, I had a, uh, a jar of uh, Black Pearl King oysters that became really, really, really infected with uh, trick. And the jar became grass green. Oof. And I have pictures of it. I think I've shown everybody pictures of it. And I took it outside and just set it outside. And it got some sunlight on it. It got some air on it and stuff like that. The trick died. The white came back. And it fruited like a motherfucker. So yeah, there's something too. It's that. the UV. Uh, it's the UV. Yeah, it's gotta be that. It's gotta be that. But uh, all right, guys. So if anybody doesn't have anything else to add, let's go ahead and wrap this up and uh, start with. Everybody has something positive to say. We're gonna start with Deadpool as usual, just because we love throwing him under the bus. What do you got? Uh, I mean, I, I am a little bit inebriated, so I might not be as good as normal. But uh, how about just uh, everything happens for a reason? I mean. Sometimes the reason is uh, you're stupid and make bad decisions. <laughs> America. America. Fuck yeah. All right, Michael, what do you got for us? Uh, well, for tonight, I'd say, you know, everyone goes through storms, but there's always one guarantee after a storm. There's always a rainbow looking at you after it's all done. Unless it's nighttime and you're just fucked. It's darkness forever. Yeah, yeah, then you're fucked, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trim, what do you got, buddy? I got a special one for you guys. You know how everybody has that fancy sign above their bed that says live, laugh, love? Yeah. yeah. I got an idea for your guys over your bed on your new house. How about All right. learn from yesterday, live for today, and hope for mushrooms? Yes. I like it. I we should make That's that a one bumper sticker right there. That's yeah. gonna be on the fucking Etsy site. There yeah. you go. Fuck, just send me that in a fucking text so I remember to put it on the Etsy site. Will do, sir. All right, wife, what do you got? You know, just like in these unknown times, people are anxious, people are losing their jobs. Just be kind, just be sweet, do something for somebody without having to blast it on social media and and make a, a show about it, you know, just do something sweet to something to somebody. You never know how it's gonna turn their day around. That's very awesome. Very awesome. nice. It's a thousand yeah. times nicer than what I was gonna say. And now I want to revise what I was gonna say. Bites <laughs> <laughs> is your sandwich. Just take a bite. <laughs> Embrace the suck. Yeah. So, coming from me is you never know what your neighbor is going to go through as you're going through right now. You never know what the person next to you is going through. Have an open mind. Look for signs that somebody is depressed or somebody needs a helping hand. And don't be afraid to help them. Look out for your elderly neighbors. Look out for other people around you. It doesn't cost you a damn thing to make one extra trip to go pick up their mail or, or help somebody out. It might improve their day and it might make them happy. And making somebody else happy is probably the ultimate goal in 
your life is, sharing your life with other people, whether it's in small little acts of caring, kindness, or in large acts of uh, adopting a random lonely old person and making him a random crazy uncle. You never know. It might be a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, you might just get in there with yeah. pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else have anything else to add? If not, we're going to wrap this crazy shit up. <laughs> See y'all. Later. All right, so thank you for uh, listening to this episode of the Shit Show. I mean, uh, uh, Fuck Around and Find Out podcast. Yeah. If you need any sort of cultivation supplies, you need any sort of grain spawn or substrate, you can get a hold of Deadpool. He is always in our Discord. He's in pretty much everybody's Discord. He spreads like a like herpes or glitter. All right? Yeah, like so you can always get... He spreads like, like virus. Like trick, yeah. <laughs> stripper glitter. He's basically the stripper glitter of fucking Discord. So he's always easy to find. We will put our link to our Discord in the show notes. If you would like to send us any sort of money, you can go ahead and do that as a tip in our uh, cash app. It's going to be dollar sign Fafocult. You can do it for our Venmo, which is going to be at Fafocult. If you would like to send us an email to show up on our show. Ask a question, harass us, criticize, tell us we all fucking suck. You can do that at fafocult at gmail.com. Yeah, you, you, as always, you can get on our Etsy. Our Etsy is uh, fafocult at dot etsy.com. We love our listeners, and you guys are doing a great job of picking up in Australia. Australia now makes 7% of our listeners. You know that? Damn, so, wow. Yeah. Seven percent of our fucking listeners. There's almost there's almost more listeners right now in Australia than there are in Europe and the UK. So, uh, you Aussies, if you want to come on and talk about your crazy wood loving uh, mushrooms and your how you guys end up with uh, what is it that that couch lock thing that they get from their uh, mushrooms? Oh yeah, from the wood. Yeah, the wood lovers. Now they end up getting like all like you know like couch locked or mushroom paralysis. We'd love to have you on. The going, I think, theory is that that is caused by uh, the tannins in the wood. Okay. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say about that. We love you guys. Another shout out is going to go to Thailand, who's making up four percent of our total listener volume. You guys are kicking ass. We're happy to have you on. And surprisingly, China is at five. Five percent of our listeners. I can't believe they're allowed to listen to us in China. <laughs> I don't think they're allowed to listen to us. I think they're mostly using like proxies and stuff like that. Yeah, but I'm really yeah. interested. Yeah, I'm really interested to know that, like, hey, there's a bunch of people in China that are doing, uh, you know, psychedelics or are very just interested in what these crazy Americans have to say. Uh, well, we love you guys, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the Discord. Thank Later. you much. Much love. Bye. Peace.